Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, and especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Pray on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth.
Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects, vast and cool and unsympathetic, regarded our planet with envious eyes. Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. Broadcasting from the Sonoran Desert in the beautiful state of Arizona, I'm your host Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings Radio. If you'd like to contact the show, you can email us at rdgable, rdgable at yahoo.com. Find us on social media, facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings, as well as Gab and Gitter. Check us out on Patreon for behind-the-scenes videos. And our affiliate sponsor, Pro One Water Filters, you can find them on our website, along with all of my books, www.thesecretteachings.info. If you're listening in the free archive or one of the many radio and podcast players, we thank you for tuning in, and we ask you to leave us a review and a couple of stars, whatever you think we deserve on those players, and also... If you're annoyed by the monetized ads and you'd like to get rid of them, you can always subscribe to our archive, which will get you access to all the shows, all the montages, my digital books, and yearly subscribers get a physical copy of one of my books, free shipping in the United States. You get to pick the book, and every subscriber gets access to the show when it's pre-recorded before the show airs later on in the night. So if you want to get access to the show early on and you don't want to listen, have to stay up late and listen to the show early in the morning, late at night, you can subscribe and get access to the show earlier on in the day. www.thesecretteachings.info The month of April is synonymous with sacrifice and burnt offerings. A lot of times we refer to it as the burning season. From presidential assassinations to terrorism... April is a very significant time. We talk about the Ides of March, talk about the assassination of Julius Caesar. We go back and we look at the calls to assassinate Vladimir Putin this year, right in line with the anniversary of Caesar's assassination. And we see that as we move into April and we approach April 30th, which is Walpurgis or May Eve, what some refer to as Beltane or Beltane, is a time in which some groups and some people believe that human sacrifice, animal sacrifice, and sacrifice in particular by fire, burnt offerings, are necessary in order to appease the gods. So April, we also have uh, our Easter celebration in April, and Easter is... Uh, you know, if you look at Easter, if you look at the Passover, you look at the blood smeared on the doors of the homes in the in the story of the Exodus. So the Holy Ghost passes over those homes, the blood of the lamb. You have animal sacrifice, you have blood sacrifice. You have human sacrifice. And you have this uh, this very dark time of the year for some groups, for some people. 
And for others, that you might not think that April has any significance, but think about some of the historical dates around this Beltane festival, around this Beltane celebration, which is not a negative or dark or evil or satanic thing. It's part of the witch's calendar. Beltane and the fires are supposed to help strengthen the sun as we approach Letha or the summer solstice. So Beltane is the lighting of fires in sympathy with nature to encourage the sun to continue to grow and to continue to to get more um, more powerful, more strong, more light, more warmth, and to bring that subsequently to the world. But if you look at the the anniversaries of, of some of the the significant April dates, you find some of the most significant dates in American history, in world history, uh, just looking at the United States, you find that Abraham Lincoln was assassinated on April 14th. The Titanic sunk also around this time. We had the Boston Marathon bombing, the Virginia Tech shooting. We've had uh, the Battle of Lexington Concord going back to the American Revolution. The date of that is uh, usually given April 19th, 1775. Back into the 90s, we had uh, David Koresh and Waco. The Oklahoma City bombing. Deepwater Horizon. We had uh, Columbine. Also, people like... um, People like Adam Weishaupt chose this time to form the Illuminati of the Bavarian secret society. The Lusitania also set sail on May 1st, the end of this Beltane festival, and then later, of course, was sunk, was carrying munitions, uh, of course, despite the fact that the U.S. had declared neutrality, uh, but they were sending armaments to Britain. We had uh, the assassination supposedly of Osama bin Laden, announced on May 1st, 2011. And Adolf Hitler supposedly killed himself on Walpurgis, April 30th. His birthday is also during this period of uh, Beltane. That's April 20th, which is uh, you know the 420 celebration. Well, what do we do with the weed? What do we do with the, the grass? We light it up. We burn it for 420 celebration. So it's just a lot of fire. It's a lot of sacrifice, human, animal, even child sacrifice, you know, there, there was a child killed at the Boston Marathon bombing. There were plenty of kids killed at Waco, 25 uh, kids. Uh, kids killed, I think, 19 killed at, uh, in Oklahoma City. I mean, these are, Brit- these are very significant events. Presidential assassinations, bombings, shootings, historical events, and the list goes on and on and on and on. It, it's not just the few that I mentioned. It literally just goes on and on and on and on. I mean, you could find these types of dates and significant events any month of the year, there's no doubt about that. But when you start to find such important, significant, I mean, from the Battle of Lexington Concord to the assassination of Abraham Lincoln, like these are historically changing events. These are future changing events. And they all took place within the Beltane Festival. Some people say the festival is like the 13th through the 30th. You know, events start to happen around the, around the 13th. And we can always bet that there is going to be something related to fire that is going to grasp the attention of the world. And every year it's something different. It could be forest fires. It could be, well, this year, a number of explosions and fires at food processing facilities. And these fires and explosions are are not even confined to April. 
of 2022, they go back into 2021, we've had a consistent string of events of food processing facilities that have gone up in flames, food processing facilities that have exploded, food processing facilities that have literally been hit by planes. Sounds a little bit more dramatic than, than what really happened. Uh, nobody was hurt and, uh, except for the pilot of the plane that crashed into that one facility. But, but this, is, this is par for the course. Because the month of April is synonymous with these things like sacrifice and burnt offerings. And from presidential assassinations to terrorism, the burning season never fails to burn away the old in preparation for the new. The cycle is precise clockwork, and it underscores the universal current that works within and throughout all things. This is what magicians tap into. This is what people who meditate tap into. This is what people who... Well, I think uh, whether they are aware of it or not, people that pray to God or pray to a law, they're tapping into a universal current. Athletes that get into, quote, the zone are tapping into a universal current. Time doesn't work the same. And of course, those with knowledge and with power and with wealth use these cycles and they never miss an opportunity to enrich their agendas, to enrich their plans, and to enrich their magic with sympathies of nature. Now, over the last two years, and I was thinking about this yesterday, and uh, it, it, just kind of, it just kind of struck me all at once. I mean, there, there's a, a, a handful of different topics here that, that come together in a very eerie way. When you think of lockdowns, and you think of cyber attacks, and you think of war in Ukraine... And you think of dozens, almost two dozen, of fires at food manufacturing plants. All of this is conveniently ushering in a state of artificial scarcity in the name of random bad luck for humanity. Lockdowns and quarantines, some people might have a short attention span. But take a look at Shanghai right now and other Chinese cities because of their zero tolerance policy. And we don't to be fair, fully know what's happening in China because they sent us all these videos and pictures of people dropping dead on the street and vomiting blood and being taken away in quarantined uh, vehicle, quarantine vehicles. And a lot of that turned out to be uh, a fraud. A lot of that turned out to be a hysteria or meant to induce hysteria uh, in the West. Now we're seeing Shanghai people locked down, screaming from their balconies. I've, I've played that before. And, and yeah, sure, people ask me, are you sure that's, that's real? And I say, I don't know if it's real. I don't know what to believe. I think that's kind of the point. Uh, we're doubting everything. But you look at Shanghai and, and the people are, they're not allowed to leave their homes or they can have limited uh, leisure outside of the homes within quarantine zones. And when they're in their homes and they run out of food, they don't have access to more food. Initially, they were buying, uh, people were buying food from people that had access that were selling it or they were trying to buy food in bulk. But the government said, no, you can't buy food in bulk. You can't use food services. You have to get all your food from us, which is very, very telling. That's what it's all about. It's not about a zero tolerance policy on disease. Because if you were going to argue that logically and have a debate about it, which they won't, starving people to death induces states of illness, does it not? So imagine if what we're seeing in Shanghai is, is real, then you have millions of people, there's 25 million people roughly that live in Shanghai, that are being starved to death, that are malnourished, 
people that are not getting their medications, etc., in the name of stopping a virus. And the hysteria is such that we would kill millions in the name of we might have saved one or two people from having no symptoms. But they tested positive, so they were sick, even though they had no symptoms, which is exactly what China has said in Shanghai. They've got nobody has any symptoms. Everybody that tests positive is asymptomatic. So lockdowns for those and quarantines for those who forget were that we're not supposed to go anywhere. We're not supposed to go to the store. We're not supposed to go to work. And in the midst of all those lockdowns and in the midst of all the mitigation and all the fear, we had these cyber attacks last year in 2021. Cyber attacks on schools, cyber attacks on businesses, cyber attacks on meat manufacturers, cyber attacks on energy, oil, transportation. Very convenient cyber attacks because the World Economic Forum was conducting their poly cyber exercise their cyber polygon exercise. And so that felt like it was uh, suspicious. For those of you who, who pay attention, you might have thought the same thing. And then now with, I'll use quotations, war in Ukraine, we have the exportation and the importation of certain products that have been blocked, that have been banned, through sanctions, blocked because of blockades or banned because of sanctions. And now we have almost two dozen fires at food manufacturing plants conveniently ushering in a state of artificial scarcity. Once again, in the name of just random bad luck for humanity. I mean, it's just, it's way too convenient that the World Economic Forum and others wish to see humans consume GM crops fake meat, and insects, and then systematically, strategically, precisely, surgically, lockdowns, supply chain issues, rationing, cyber attacks, war, and suspicious fires and explosions and plane crashes, not to mention inflation, all occur to meet these ends. Most of you already know this, but Bill Gates is not only the largest owner of farmland, everybody focuses on that, but what you might not know is Bill Gates is a heavy investor in GM crops and a heavy investor in fake meats, and they make the fake meat, most of it, not the veggie burgers, but they make the fake meat out of things like soy, one of the top genetically modified crops of which Bill Gates has major investments in. So he owns the land. He has investments in the crops that are then used to make the fake meat that he has further investment in. And I do not consider that to be venture capitalism. I consider that to be extremely, extremely, extremely suspicious. Cyber attacks, lockdowns, war, and suspicious fires all culminating to bring us artificial scarcity. Now, I say it's artificial scarcity because if you read the U.S. government's importation ban on Russian energy, it did not include energy that was already agreed upon in contract or otherwise in what amounts to a verbal agreement. If it had already been agreed upon, there is no ban on the importation of that energy, which is most of the energy. 
So the import ban on oil and various other energies, uh, like gas, is not an actual ban. It's a PR stunt to make the weak, pathetic White House look like they're strong, standing up against the strong man, Vladimir Putin. But businesses are still making money. Companies are still making money. And you're having to pay for it in the name of hashtag stand with Ukraine. Another thing that is more than suspicious is that the director of the IMF recently said that they did not think through the consequences of printing more money. The IMF director said, quote, in relationship to stimulating the economy during COVID-19, at that time, quote, we did recognize that may lead to too much money in circulation to few goods, but didn't really quite think through the consequence in a way that upfront would have informed better what we do. That's what the head of the IMF said. She said they did not think through the consequence in a way that upfront would have informed better what we do. When I heard that this week, she said that three or four days ago. When I heard that this week on the 22nd, I thought that is almost identical to what Melinda Gates said to the New York Times in late 2020. Some of you might remember this. She said, quote, What did surprise us is we hadn't really thought through the economic impacts. The economic impacts of what? Lockdowns, quarantines, closing businesses down, closing schools down. Melinda Gates, the unelected, Melinda Gates, the non-doctor, Melinda Gates, the quote-unquote wife of Bill Gates, speaking to the New York Times as if she is the elected leader of the world. We made some mistakes, but we really didn't think through the economic impacts. Precisely what the IMF director just said. We didn't really quite think through the consequence of printing more money. We hadn't really thought through the economic impact, says Melinda Gates. That tells you a couple of things. First of all, it tells you these people are beyond arrogant. They're beyond arrogant. People like Melinda Gates can be behind lockdowns with all this power and influence of her her husband or what was, you know, I guess previously her husband. I don't know and I don't really care one way or another. But Melinda Gates can be behind those things without being elected, without being a doctor, having no background in any of this stuff. Just she, she, She's the arbiter. She gets to decide if you leave your house or not. And she said, we really didn't think through the economic impact. So there's an arrogance and an elitism in that statement. And the IMF director said, we really didn't think about the consequence of printing more money. Same exact thing. So that tells us not only are they arrogant and elite, but then when they tell us, oops, we didn't think about what printing more money would do to the money you already have, to the goods you already have, to the businesses you have and run. We didn't think what lockdowns would do to your money or to your livelihood or to your food or to the products that you buy or to your business. We just did it because we, we wanted to do it. And uh, then when you lost your business, when your money was devalued, when gas prices went up, we just didn't think that that was a possibility. We didn't even think of any possibility. We just had no idea that there could be economic impacts. So that tells you not only are they arrogant, 
Not only are they narcissistic, not only are they psychotic, not only are they gaslighting, but if you were to believe that this was purely a mistake, then you must believe that these people are incompetent and unqualified to be the head of the IMF, the director of the IMF, or to be speaking to the New York Times or, hell, the National Enquirer about anything when you're just the wife of a guy who has a lot of money. These are the people that tell us how to live our lives and tell us what we can and can't do. And when things get bad, they take zero responsibility because they've orchestrated what's happening and then tell us we didn't think about the consequences of printing more money. We didn't think about the consequences of shutting down the economy. We didn't think about. We hadn't really thought through the economic impact, says Melinda Gates. I don't know. Ask Ron Paul what it's like to print more money. He'll probably give you a pretty good idea of what happens when you print more money. Ask any honest economist what happens when you print more money, and they'll probably tell you what happens when you print more money. Devaluation of the currency, and of course you're going to get inflation and rising prices, and then they're going to blame that, what they orchestrated, what they did on Russia. How convenient. It was a virus, then it was the potentiality for a comprehensive cyber attack, and then it's war, and now it's food processing plants exploding, being hit by planes and burning, all during the burning season. Very, very convenient, wouldn't you say? I mean, I don't know how anybody can honestly, sincerely, with more than a few brain cells, look at all of this when you put it together and not recognize that everything from lockdowns to cyber attacks and cyber threats to war and dozens of these fires is not just random bad luck. Because it's way too convenient that the World Economic Forum and others want to see humans consume the fake meats, the insects, the cockroach milk, genetically modified crops as the sole source of food and nutrition. And then you have lockdown, supply chain issues, rationing, cyber attacks, war and suspicious fires, and inflation all coming together to meet these ends. I don't care what you call it. Call it a conspiracy. Call it a plan. Call it an agenda. But suspicious and coincidental are not harsh enough and definitive terms to use to describe this. Think about it honestly and sincerely. You realize what is going on here. We are being thrown out of the frying pan into the fire or out of the pandemic into the fire out of a bad situation into a worse situation and it is synthetic and it is artificial i'm ryan gable this is the secret teachings please check out our website thesecretteachings.info grab a copy of one of my books subscribe to the show if you don't support us we don't stay on air monday through friday on air for over 10 years this is the secret teachings and we'll be back You are hearing the sound between that which is above and that which is below. It's KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. 
The Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform, from Apple to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Search the name and start listening today for free. But if you want to avoid those annoying ads, head on over to thesecretteachings.info and subscribe to the ad-free archive. It's got old shows, new shows, and you can also download Ryan's digital books. Subscribe today. What are you waiting for? The end of the world? If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of my research in your hands, visit our website and grab physical and digital copies of my books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, magic, theology, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. And food philosophy might just change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. Remember, shipping is always included with the books. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and get your copy today. The Secret Teachings is now on Gab and Getter. Search Ryan Gable on both to find the show or stick with The Secret Teachings in the Metaverse. People ask me all the time what they can do to take control of their lives when facing a daily onslaught of dis- and misinformation. I say take control of your body and mind with water filtration. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on our affiliate sponsor link with Pro One Water Filters at the top of the page to search for a water filter for the home, camping trip, and even the shower. They filter countless contaminants and make a wonderful gift for friends, family, and yourself. That's Pro One Water Filters at thesecretteachings.info. Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You'll love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in Paranormal Talk entertainment, including the network you're listening to right now. The Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the iOS App Store. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell. My website is jordanmaxwellshow.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with your host, Ryan Gable. Do you have everything you need to explore The Secret Teachings? I've got my secret socks on and my secret TV and my secret TV channel. Looks like SpongeBob's ready. Are you? Hey, this is John Peasy at JohnPeasy.com, and I'm here with Ryan Gable from The Secret Teaching. This is David Icke from DavidIcke.com, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. I'm your host, Ryan Gable, and this is the Secret Teachings Radio. Thank you so much for joining us. January 2022, a report of studies in applied economics from Johns Hopkins Institute for Applied Economics, Global Health, and the Study of Business Enterprise found that lockdowns were not only ineffective at preventing death, but actually contributed to the same. The study was titled A Literature Review and Meta-Analysis of the Effects of Lockdowns on COVID-19 Mortality and included, uh, concluded that the, uh, the average lockdown in Europe or the U.S. reduced mortality by less than a percent, closer to 0.2%, compared with policies that were based on just pure recommendations instead. It also found that shelter-in-place orders, or SIPOs, were ineffective, reducing mortality by only 2.9%. Uh, these are statistics that are essentially... Uh, non-effective. These are uh, non-consequential. 
The closing of non-essential business had the greatest effectiveness at 10.6% reduction in mortality, though context provides the reason for this because uh, bars were closed, they found in the study. That's, that's why people actually uh, were healthier, which I thought was kind of, uh, kind of funny. So if you read that study, it basically shows, as so many other studies have shown, that lockdowns have done nothing but contribute to uh, economic, psychological, and other forms of damage to our society and our culture. And there's no doubt that uh, this is the case. You don't have to read a, a study from Johns Hopkins to figure that out. But you might have to listen to the secret teachings or other similar radio shows to put the pieces together and realize that what lockdowns did was prepare the public for scarcity. It prepared the public for digital education, for digital work. It prepared the public for the metaverse. It prepared the public for a completely different state of existence, one in which was easily threatened by the next big issue within the pandemic, and that was cyber threats, cyber attacks. And we asked, why is it that we're moving toward telehealth and teleeducation? We're moving towards uh, telework, telebusiness. Everything's digital. Everything's at home. But then the biggest threat is also cyber attacks. So put everything into a digital system where the greatest threat or even a minor threat can shut that whole system down. Work, education, business, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then with war and dozens of almost two dozen food manufacturing plants exploding or burning down in part or in full headquarters of major companies from meat to potato chips, ushering in a state of artificial scarcity. But it's all in the name of random bad luck for humanity. And it's way too convenient that the World Economic Forum and others that want to see humans consume insects, cockroach milk, maggot ice cream. These are all real things. Genetically modified crops exclusively and fake meats that aren't even like veggie burgers. It's not even, it's not even, it's just made of like soy and, and chemicals. It, it's just, it's more than coincidence. It's more than convenient that systematic that precise, that surgical lockdown supply chain issues, rationing, cyber attacks, war, and suspicious fires, not to mention inflation, all occurred to meet these ends. And they all occurred within the month of April, which is synonymous with sacrifice and burnt offerings, or they're at least culminating in April. We've had uh, a lot of these uh, food manufacturing facilities burning in April, but they go back to 2021 Uh, The burning season never fails to burn away the old in preparation for the new. The old world must burn in preparation for the new world that will be built back better. And hey, the director of the International Monetary Fund also recently said that they did not really think through the consequence of printing more money. So she's either a narcissistic, arrogant psychopath or she's completely incompetent and should not be a director at the IMF. I don't know which one's worse. Another narcissistic psychopath, an arrogant control freak, is Melinda Gates, Bill Gates' wife or former wife. 
And for some reason, the New York Times wanted to ask her what she thought of the economic impacts of lockdowns back in 2020 into 2021. And you might remember that she said something very similar to what the director of the IMF recently said just this week. She said, we hadn't really thought through the economic impacts. So you're either a narcissistic, arrogant psychopath, and not only a narcissistic, arrogant psychopath, but an unappointed, unelected narcissistic, arrogant psychopath, or you're totally incompetent, totally ignorant, and totally retarded. It's one or the other, and I don't know which which is worse. The head of the IMF said that, the director of the IMF said that just uh, earlier uh, uh, this week, late, late last week over the weekend. That we're gonna we're gonna experience all these uh, terrible consequences of printing more money, but we didn't think of that. Oops. T- today is April twenty sixth, two thousand twenty two. We are four days, depending on when you're listening to this. It could be April twenty second. It's Tuesday into Wednesday, the twenty sixth into the twenty seventh, twenty twenty two. And this Saturday, the day of Saturn is the official day of Beltan or Beltane or Beltane, depending on how you pronounce it, or Walpurgis. April 30th is May Eve. And this time of the year is synonymous with fire sacrifice, with burnt offerings, with animal sacrifice and human sacrifice. All throughout history, all throughout human history, from the assassination of Abraham Lincoln to the sinking of the Titanic, Major events, because the Titanic, you know, when that thing sank, there were three people on board that ship. I always think of it like the um, like the newest Sherlock Holmes movie. Came out many, many years ago, but the newest one with uh, uh, Jude Law and uh, uh, playing Watson and Robert Downey Jr. playing uh, Sherlock, where there was a, an assassination of a diplomat through a bullet, through a gunshot, but then there was an explosion at the same meeting, so it covered up the assassination of the diplomat, or it was maybe it was an ambassador or something. And that's that's what the Titanic was. It, it, it seems like, if you read the story, there were three powerfully rich people on board that ship, and they all opposed the creation of the Federal Reserve. Ship goes down, they're dead, no opposition to the Federal Reserve back in the uh, early 1900s. So from the Titanic to the assassination of Lincoln to things like shootings, terrorist uh, attacks, uh, Waco, Oklahoma City, a lot of strange things relating to fire, human sacrifice. Of course, Waco and Oklahoma City, a lot of kids died. Human sacrifice, animal sacrifice, blood sacrifice, the spilling of blood, burnt offerings, blood offerings to the gods as, as uh, forms of sympathy uh, working within the clockwork uh, that underscores the universal current working within and and throughout all things. And and people with the knowledge and the power to use these cycles never miss an opportunity to enrich their agendas, their plans, and their magic with the sympathies of nature. When you put all this stuff together, you get a really clear picture of what's going on. We're being thrown out of the frying pan into the fire, out of the pandemic or the pan, as in pandemos, out of the pandemos into the fire. And this is all being blamed on things that nobody can control. Yet, 
The IMF still says we printed a lot more money. Oops, we didn't think of the consequences. And Melinda Gates said we didn't think of the consequences, the economic impacts of, of lockdowns. Oops. As if she should be speaking about this anyway as an, as an expert. Unelected, uh, unappointed, narcissistic, arrogant psychopath. But these were all things instituted by man. You know, lockdowns. It wasn't a virus that shut down small businesses. It was lockdowns. Lockdowns were instituted by man, as were cyber attacks. At the same moment, the World Economic Forum was conducting its cyber polygon exercise. We had cyber attacks on critical infrastructure, on oil, on gas, on transportation, on meat, on schools, and on grocery stores. Either during or right before or right after the World Economic Forum was conducting their cyber polygon exercise, just like Event 201. December of 2020, we had the solar winds, the hackers uh, that attacked and accessed critical infrastructure in the United States. In April of 2021, we had Colonial Pipeline, oil, gas, and transportation. The hacker group DarkSide demanded $4.4 million dollars. Then in May, the next month, JBS, one of the world's largest beef suppliers, was attacked by a group called Revil or R Evil, demanding $11 million. And then in July, information technology firm Casilla was targeted with a hack compromising between 800 and 1,500 businesses around the world, including schools and grocery stores. The hackers demanded $70 million. And it just happened to be that this was all occurring while the World Economic Forum was, was, was uh, conducting an exercise on, on cyber attacks. And uh, we're warning the world, there, there's going to be a comprehensive cyber attack. That, that's what the next thing is we have to worry about, says Klaus Schwab. And now we're, uh, we're seeing the same thing as a result of Ukraine. See, lockdowns serve no purpose but to psychologically stress the population to experiment with methods of controlling human movement, and to create the reasoning behind supply chain shortages and rising food prices. The United Nations has estimated that pandemic-related hunger could kill more people overall than the virus. This was earlier on, but the effects have been compounding, and we're starting to see more of those direct effects. Now, there's so much food, there's so much wealth in the world, especially in the developed and the Western world, that we didn't feel a lot of these effects during the pandemic or even uh, toward the end of when the media started talking about Ukraine a few months ago instead of the pandemic. David Beasley, executive director of the World Food Program, though, warned that, quote, we could see 300,000 die a day, end quote, from hunger if the, the lockdown-induced supply chain issue problem was not addressed in a, in a reasonable and rational way. In 2020 alone, the UN estimated that up to 132 million additional people who normally would not be in poverty, who would not be starving to death, would be pushed into poverty and into starvation. Again, you don't feel that directly. But I, for the first time, am circumstantially starting to recognize that when I go to the store, there is less and less stuff on the shelf. Still an abundance of food, but there's less and less stuff on the shelf. And it's not like 
waiting for a shipment, it's even with the shipment, there's less and less stuff on the shelf. And those that aren't starving in the third world are losing out on hundreds of millions of uh, nutritional meals that would have been provided by schools that in some places, from what I've read, are still shut down after two years. This is the starving and the poverty induction of literally hundreds of millions of people, mostly in the developing world, mostly in countries that are what people in the West would say. These are minorities, blacks and, 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 and Hispanics and Indians and people that, you know, have been the victim of, of white imperialism, and we need to stop climate change to save them. We need to stop the pandemic to save them. So then you, you decide to shut off their power, and you decide to cut off their food supply in the name of saving them from climate change and saving them from a disease. It's just it's starving and, and, and creating um, worse conditions in the developing world. Cyber attacks on a colonial pipeline, JBS and Casilla, uh, you know, again, attacks on transportation, energy, beef supplies, schools and grocery stores, all very convenient, uh, almost like a beta test as the WEF conducted their cybersecurity exercise at the same time. And since then, we've been warned of cyber threats that would be comprehensive in scope. And then blame was eventually placed on Russia for all the previous cyber attacks, and then any potential cyber attacks that happen from here on out, it'll be Russia's fault. And now the Federal Bureau of Investigation, the FBI, is warning of additional targeted cyber attacks. According to the FBI's cyber division, they published a notice a few days ago, and it says... Quote, ransomware actors may be more likely to attack agricultural cooperatives during critical planting and harvest seasons, disrupting operations, causing financial loss, and negatively impacting the food chain. The FBI added that 2021 and early 2022 ransomware attacks on farming co-ops could affect the current planting season, quote, by disrupting the supply of seeds and fertilizer. I'm going to keep that fertilizer in mind because the uh, the Russians just uh, cut off even more fertilizer. We've had you know bans on exports and imports from different countries, and it's a bad situation for everybody. The agency, the FBI, also warned a significant disruption of grain production could impact the entire food chain since grain is not only consumed by humans but also used for animal feed. That's what it's really about at the moment. You're still going to have food, but they're going to cut off the grain for animal production so that you can't get access to your meats and you're going to have to be forced to eat other things. And then when you can't get access to those things, the next step is the cockroach milk, the maggots, and the insects. It's an incremental process. Seems complex to the average person who is a kind, genuine human being who doesn't think in terms of things like this, but for psychopaths, narcissists, and especially unelected, un- um, unelected and unappointed psychopaths and narcissists, uh, this is uh, par for the course. This is the only way that they think. The FBI, the FBI said a significant disruption of grain and corn production could impact commodities, trading, and stocks. Now, the situation in Ukraine 
effectively has picked up where the pandemic left off. This pandemic's not over, but Ukraine and Russia are now the reason behind supply chain issues and uh, breakdowns in production. With sanctions and the halting of exports and imports, not only have food prices gone up, but the scarcity created by lockdown, or at least the perception of scarcity, the artificial scarcity created by lockdown, has been compounded. Ukraine and Russia contribute to over a quarter of the world's grain production. And Russia has also announced a ban on fertilizer exports, which is a long-term issue considering the country is the largest exporter of ammonia, phosphate, and potash. The United Nations has further gone on to say that the war in Ukraine could create the greatest global food crisis since World War II. So isn't that funny? The United Nations has said that lockdowns, and these are also uh, publications from the New York Times and others, but the United Nations on their website said COVID-related hunger could kill more people than the virus. The New York Times reported, hunger will kill us. A global food crisis looms. This was at the beginning of the pandemic, by the way. Before we ever had like full-scale lockdowns that were more than two weeks to, to, to curb the, the virus. They were already telling us this before that even happened. They were, oh, oh, lockdowns, uh, this is gonna, it's going to cause a lot of people to die, but we need to have them to stop the virus. More lockdowns. So the UN said more people are going to die of lockdowns, more people are going to die of starvation. More people are going to die, according to the New York Times, of hunger than the virus. And fast forward a couple of years, and now the UN is warning that Ukraine and Russia, all the import and export bans, all the blockades, could create the greatest global food crisis since World War II. I don't know. Are you paying attention? Is anybody home? Are you aware of what's going on? Because this is pretty naked. It's so naked, it's, it's like translucent. You can see through it. And it's not just food. It's energy, too. Energy is experiencing the same price hikes and shortages with similar types of sanctions and, of course, supposed bans on oil. I, I say supposed because uh, most, of the, most of the bans on the importation of oil and uh, energy from Russia are bans on things that aren't already agreed upon or contracted, which is most of it. So in the U.S., the rising of energy costs and the rising of gas, this is artificial. This is the perception of scarcity, the justification of that perception of scarcity from things like sanctions, all justifying rising prices, and then you pay the premium for something that isn't even just like just like the, uh, the the peak oil crisis before where OPEC lied about how how much oil was left and it turns out there was plenty of oil and you paid a premium for it and you're going to pay a premium for this this time as well but it, it gets even more dystopia uh, dystopian it gets even more like a dystopia because Italy Italy has just announced what they call operation thermostat you can go to the internet and type operation thermostat in you can find couple of stories on it. The one I printed out was from a, uh, it's a Telegraph article. Here's the headline. Italy to start rationing energy to support Ukraine. Didn't think it would be too long before we saw stories like that. Operation Thermostat. Siphoning and rationing energy to support 
Ukraine. Well, what is that? I mean, like, what, what does that mean? What, what does that entail? Well, it means, according to Italy's prime minister, the following question. Italy's prime minister, Mario Draghi, said, quote, Do we want to have peace or do we want to have the air conditioning on? End quote. Try to unpack that question. Try to unpack that statement. To me, it sounds like a threat. You want to have peace or do you want to have the air conditioner on? Because we're turning the air conditioners off to save the climate. Apparently, the ban on using these air conditioners will begin in public buildings. And they'll be like, no, they don't include private residences. And then it'll be, well, it works so good for public buildings. Now it's private residences. I don't know if Italy has smart meters, but I would guess if this was if this was the case, it would be much easier to monitor those individual households, wouldn't it? If this was happening in the United States, you could monitor down to the, to the items in somebody's house. You can get the signature of a toaster, of a treadmill, of an Xbox. I mean, this is, um, this is a terrifying uh, thing. And uh, I actually just looked this up here. It looks like Italy does have uh, smart meters. Somewhat recently, uh, in uh, the last two, three years, most, most houses have smart meters. According to, according to utilityweek.co.uk and some other websites here, yeah, Italy has the smart meters. So there you go. That means that... When the prime minister says, do you want to have peace or do you want to have air conditioning? And the public buildings start cutting their AC, cutting their heating to a certain temperature, not to save the planet, but to save Ukraine. And they say it's not going to be private yet, dot, 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 yet. But then homes have smart meters so they can more easily control the temperature in your home. You know, every time I go to an Airbnb, which is not often, but anytime I've stayed at an Airbnb and I see that they have one of those smart thermostats, I always, I always cover it up. I don't want the thing watching. It's bad enough having a phone that I keep in a Faraday cage. It's bad enough having a smart TV when you go stay in a hotel or something, but you've got one of those smart thermostats. What do you think those things are meant to do? It's not meant to help you turn your AC up from your phone. It's meant to turn your AC up or down depending on what the government tells you to do. Just like in Texas, there's a company that was basically turning thermostats up and down based on time of usage. We did a whole show on that. So apparently this ban in Italy is going to be for buildings and public buildings, and it's going to prevent the running of, quote, air conditioning at lower than 25 degrees or heating higher than 19 degrees. I'm guessing that's Celsius. They don't say in the article, but it's the Telegraph, so I assume it's Celsius. Now, Ukraine's President Zelensky has also demanded, just demanded, that the world stop using Russian oil while issuing a host of other demands as if uh, he were holding all of the, the world's legislatures hostage. I mean, when, when, the, when the Italian Prime Minister says, do you want a peace or do you want an air conditioner? That's a threat. When Zelensky says... You will stop using Russian oil. And he comes to the most powerful governmental body in the world 
the U.S. Congress and demands that they give him money. Man, oh man, I wish I was a senator. Man, oh man, I wish I was in Congress. That's all I can say. You demand that the U.S. Congress gives you money. You demand that the U.S. Congress gives you weapons. You demand that the U.S. Congress gives you jets. You demand that other countries stop using oil, that other countries turn off their air conditioners. Who is this guy? He's a scumbag piece of trash is what he is. The new dancing, smacking other naked guys on the ass, the fake videos, the fake pictures, the fake stories, the out-of-context videos, out-of-context pictures, out-of-context stories. I mean, from grain to fertilizer, the war in Ukraine is just phase two of the pandemic. It's not really a war in Ukraine. It's not really uh, a war on a virus. It's a war on you. And it's preparing to place us into the fire. It's phase two of the pandemic. Out of the pandemic, into the fire. And phase three is the burning of all these food processing facilities, the burnt offerings for Beltane. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. If you want to hear the show, please subscribe to our archive. You get rid of the monetized ads. You get access to the montages, my digital books, and access to the show before it airs when it is pre-recorded. www.thesecretteachings.info You can also find my books, our t-shirts, our affiliate Pro and Water Filters, and Patreon on our website, Email us at rdgable at yahoo.com and stay with us. There's more of the secret teachings after this. The Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform from Apple and Spreaker to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Also available as TST Weekends, our one-hour Saturday morning show. Search the show name and start listening today for free. And if you want to avoid those annoying ads, visit www.thesecretteachings.info and subscribe to our ad-free archive with some of our older shows included. You'll get a private RSS feed and access to the Montage Archive and my digital books. Subscribe today or listen to the free show archive at thesecretteachings.info. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of Ryan's research in your hands, grab a physical and digital copy of his books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. Food philosophy will change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. Visit thesecretteachings.info. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on, 24-7, with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. You are listening to The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings, or visit the website at www.thesecretteachings.info. 
People ask me all the time what they can do to take control of their lives when facing a daily onslaught of dis- and misinformation. I say take control of your body and mind with water filtration. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on our affiliate sponsor link with Pro One Water Filters at the top of the page to search for a water filter for the home, camping trip, and even the shower. They filter countless contaminants and make a wonderful gift for friends, family, and yourself. That's Pro One Water Filters at thesecretteachings.info. You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com. This is David John Oates from reversespeech.com. You are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. This transmission is coming to you from the space between heaven and hell. It's KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. Welcome back to the Secret Teachings Radio Broadcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Whenever and wherever you are listening around the world, I'm your host, Ryan Gable. almost had to pause the show there for a second. I uh, took a drink of tea, right? There's about 10 seconds left in the music break there. <clears throat> Started coughing. Got, uh, maybe, maybe it was the cabal. Maybe the cabal uh, tried to choke me, but <laughs> we're back. Second hour. This is the Secret Teachings. I'm Ryan Gable. Out of the pandemic, into the fire. You know, the month of April is synonymous with burnt offerings, animal and human sacrifice from presidential assassinations and terrorism. Things like the assassination of Abraham Lincoln, sinking of the Titanic, which involved three individuals who were probably killed. And the Titanic sinking was likely a, a cover-up of those three people being killed in order so there would be no there would be no opposition to the creation of the Federal Reserve. Of course, you know, J.P. Morgan, White Star Line owned the Titanic and he was not on the ship, although he was supposed to be in a big penthouse at the top. And J.P. Morgan's, you know, private estate, Jekyll Island, that's where they got together and they created the Federal Reserve Act created by bankers and wealthy people, not by uh, lawyers, not by uh, legislatures, not by elected representatives. So the Titanic, Abraham Lincoln, uh, Waco, uh, Oklahoma City bombing, uh, Columbine, a lot of different things that occurred during April historically that are turning points in, in, in well, here in the United States or even in the world, uh, turning points uh, in, in history. And this cycle, just like with the midpoint of March, the Ides of March, the Ides of April, what we call Beltane or the start of Beltane, is a cycle that works like clockwork. It underscores the universal current working within and throughout all things. And those with the knowledge and the power and the wealth to use these cycles will never, ever, 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 ever miss an opportunity to enrich their magic, to enrich their agendas, and to enrich their plans with sympathies of nature. When you think back two years ago to lockdowns, and then you think of cyber attacks in 2021. And then you think of war in 2022. And then you find out when you start to put the pieces together that through 2021 into 2022, we've had almost two dozen fires, explosions, and plane crashes at food processing, food manufacturing plants. And when you bring it all together, 
If you don't remember the lockdowns very well, just look at Shanghai, where the government says you cannot get food, you cannot buy food in bulk, you have to get your food from us. And they say we've got some people that are sick here, so we have a zero-tolerance policy for COVID. Meanwhile, the people that are sick are all asymptomatic. It's all a power grab. And it all has to do with food and starvation. So lockdowns, cyber threats on uh, JP, JBS, big meat processor last year, beef processor, schools, grocery stores, and uh, infrastructure. Uh, solar winds was back in 2020. And then, you, of course, you had the uh, Colonial Pipeline, oil, gas, and, and transportation all these things threatened by cyber attacks. Then you've got the war in Ukraine. Then you've got these fires at food manufacturing plants. It's literally lockdowns in 2020 through 2021. Some parts of the world are still in lockdown. Then cyber threats through 2020 into 2021 into 2022. And then war in 2022. And then you find these food processor, food manufacturing plants have been targeted. I guess in a form of just bad luck over the last two years. And it's, it's just way too convenient that the World Economic Forum and others want to see humans consume GM crops exclusively, fake meat, highly processed, chemically created foods, and insects. And then you've got lockdown, supply chain issues, rationing, cyber attacks, war, and suspicious fires, not to mention inflation, all occurring to meet these ends as if it were planned. Like a glove. It fits like a glove. And if the glove fits, if the shoe fits... Then we also had uh, last week, uh, earlier this week, um, the director of the IMF, I think she said this last week, it was like the 21st or 22nd of April. The director of the IMF said, uh, we did not really think through the consequences of printing more money. Here's the exact quote. At that time, she's referencing the COVID-19 pandemic and stimulating economies. At that time, we did recognize that may lead to too much money in circulation, too few goods, but didn't really quite think through the consequence in a way that upfront would have informed better what we do. It's funny that the director of the IMS said that just a few days ago in April 2022, because if you remember, Melinda Gates said the same thing to the New York Times about lockdowns. An unelected, unappointed housewife. Yes, I'm going to be very derogatory toward Melinda Gates, an unelected, unappointed housewife told the New York Times lockdowns, quote, we hadn't really thought through the economic impacts. Is Melinda Gates an economist? Is Melinda Gates a doctor? Is Melinda Gates a nurse? Is Melinda Gates elected? Is Melinda Gates appointed? No, she was the public wife of Bill Gates who was sleeping with God knows how many women and also going to Jeffrey Epstein's island. To Melinda Gates' credit, she said Epstein creeped her out. That doesn't mean that you know she wasn't involved or she didn't know something and should have said something, but why is Melinda Gates telling the New York Times two years ago that they hadn't thought through the economic impacts of lockdowns? That means that whether it's Melinda Gates or the director of the IMF, you're either so incompetent and so ignorant that it's embarrassing that you even get to be asked a question like that as an authority, or you are an unelected, unappointed, narcissistic, arrogant psychopath in the, in the case of Melinda Gates, or as the director of the IMF, you are just an appointed, unelected, but appointed, narcissistic, arrogant psychopath. It's one or the other. You're either completely retarded or you're 
totally disconnected from emotion and you do not care what happens to people by devaluing their currency, by uh, uh, preventing them from getting access to food and destroying their businesses. Because ultimately, lockdowns were instituted by man. Cyber attacks that happened throughout 2021 uh, just so happened to be occurring during the cyber polygon exercise at the World Economic Forum as they warn that there are going to be more cyber attacks that are going to be comprehensive, says Klaus Schwab. And, uh, you know, then the world's reaction to the war in Ukraine. We, we have it's all connected to the it's all connected to scarcity, artificial scarcity and less access to food. Now, it's not going to affect you directly, but we're starting to see more and more of an effect on this. The U.N. estimated that pandemic related hunger could kill more people than the virus. David Beasley, executive director of the World Food Program, warned that we could see 300,000 die a day from hunger. In 2020 alone, the U.N. estimated up to 132 million more people would be pushed into poverty and starvation. Even more than that over the last year. And those that aren't starving are losing out by the hundreds of millions on nutrition provided by closed schools. And where is a lot of this happening? In the developing world. What happens to the developing world when you lock them down? What happens to the developing world when you cut off their power? When you lock them down in the name of a virus, when you lock them down and take away their energy in the name of climate change, but then call the climate change reaction an attempt to create equity and justice and tie it in with minorities and social justice when you're literally starving and cutting power from places in Africa and other parts of the world. We've had cyber attacks on Colonial Pipeline, JBS, Casilla, solar winds, major infrastructure, energy, beef supplies, schools, and grocery stores, and here's the World Economic Forum conducting their exercise at the same time, just like Event 201. Then the FBI Cyber Division a few days ago published a notice that said ransomware actors may be more likely to attack agricultural cooperatives during critical planting and harvest seasons, disrupting operations, causing financial loss, and negatively impacting the food supply chain. They added in 2021 and early 2022, the ransomware attacks on farming co-ops could affect the current planting season by, quote, disrupting the supply of seed and uh, seeds and fertilizer. Not to mention Russia also is banning the export of fertilizer. They are the largest exporter of fertilizer in the world. They export about a quarter of all fertilizer. Potassium, potash, etc. Ammonia, etc. And the situation in Ukraine has just pretty much picked up where the pandemic left off. Out of the pandemic, out of the pan, out of the pandemic, into the fire, into the burnt offering. With sanctions and the halting of exports and imports, not only have food prices gone up, but the scarcity of lockdown has been compounded. Ukraine and Russia, which normally contribute to over a quarter of the world's grain production, now have that grain production either stopped with blockades or, in the case of Ukraine, or Russia is stopping the export of fertilizer, or you just have these artificial scarcities created by the U.S. banning importation of Russian energy when the ban actually doesn't include contracted energy, which is most of the energy, or agreed-upon energy, even not in contract, not under contract. The U.N. also reported, just like with COVID-19, that lockdowns are going to kill more than 
you know, the virus hunger is going to, they don't say lockdowns, they say hunger, but hunger is created through lockdown supply chain issues. So, you know, one person gets sick, they got to shut down a whole plant. So because of hunger, more people are going to die from that than the virus. And the UN also reported recently that the war in Ukraine probably is going to create the largest and the greatest global food crisis since World War II. And then you've got energy. In Italy, they are they're enacting just the most unbelievably dystopian thing. It's every I can't quantify it, but they're they're enacting what they call Operation Thermostat, which means they're going to begin to ration energy in the name of peace. The Italian Prime Minister said, and I quote, "Do we want to have peace?" Or do we want to have air conditioning on? Personally, I don't know how you feel about this. That sounds like a threat to me. Normally, if we didn't have war, we didn't have a virus, it would be shut off the air conditioner to save the planet. I mean, I thought if the world was warming up, and we needed to help people, uh, you know, from from uh, overheating, especially in heat waves. We would turn the air conditioner on, because historically, air conditioners have prevented heat-related deaths. Although statistically, cold kills far more people than heat does. So, an increasing uh, temperature globally will actually save more lives than it will take. That's a statistical fact. And you can look that up even in the Lancet when they looked at uh, most, uh, most, they looked at like 74 million deaths over dozens of countries. They found most people in terms of exposure died of cold. They, they did not die of heat. Very few people die of heat. Most people die of cold. So do you want to have peace or do you want to have an air conditioning? The ban begins on public buildings, according to the Telegraph, and it will be preventing the running of, quote, air conditioning at lower than 25 degrees or heating higher than 19 degrees. We're assuming that's Celsius. Again, that's according to the Telegraph. Operation Thermostat. Operation Thermostat in Italy. Italy also has a lot of uh, smart meters. So if they do decide to make this about private residences, then they can determine how much energy you get to use and when you can use it. They already do that in American cities. They charge you more for time of usage. They can turn your little electronic internet-connected thermostat up or down depending on what they decide from the power company or from the company that runs it. Or they can just access it, and some of them have cameras. They can watch you in your house, talk to you. It's all just fun. And then you always see the people that, like, I, I feel sorry for them for about 10 seconds, and I realize you're a moron. If you buy a smart thermostat, what do you think hackers are going to do with it? What do you think the company that makes it is going to do to it? What do you think government is going to do with that? That is direct access into your home, into the environment of your home, to give people on the outside direct link and a direct connection to controlling your thermostat and watching and monitoring everything you do in the house. Uh, it's just... It's unbelievable people are that gullible. Oh, it's a fun toy. It's not a fun toy. It's a weapon. And then you've got Zelensky, who is literally demanding that the world stop using Russian oil. And then, then this guy 
is issuing a host of other demands as if he were holding legislatures hostage. I mean, what Zelensky is doing is pretty much what the prime minister of Italy just did. He said, do we want to have peace or do we want to have air conditioning on? They're going to siphon energy out of Italy and electricity. They don't explain how it's going to happen, what it's going to do. They just explain how they're going to do it. But they say it's going to help save Ukraine. I mean, if you believe that, you got to be dumber than the person who believes it's going to save the environment. It's just amazing. If you don't have air conditioners, you don't have electricity, it saves the planet, it saves Ukraine, and it stops Putin. Just imagine somebody like just sweating horribly in the summer. Can't turn the air conditioner on, but we are stopping Putin's war machine. So it's okay. And who is this, who is this Zelensky guy? This weird, like, homosexual actor, comedian, emphasis on the actor, who literally just demands that powerful legislatures give him money? that just demands powerful legislators give him guns and ammunition and planes. And by the way, I'm not quoting the, I don't need a ride, I need ammunition, because that also turned out to be false. I'm supposed to believe what's happening in Ukraine when virtually every story from simple quotes to the ghost of Kiev is fake, it's false. But what is true, although it might be artificial to some degree, is that grain and fertilizer are no longer being exported from Ukraine and Russia. And that makes Ukraine phase two of the pandemic preparing to place us into the fire. I mean, the sacrifices of lockdown and quarantine and the burnt offerings of war have now been compounded into phase three, which seems to be the coincidental but disturbingly likely deliberate attacks on food processors across the United States and Canada. You think about this. It is terrifying. Explosions, plane crashes, and fires just ripe enough for Beltane have limited or halted the production and distribution of things from potatoes to vinegar to meat. Phase three is complex because it is a compounding of all the previous phases working together to create the scarcity, and they overlap. Now we have dozens of food facilities exploding, going up in flames, burning down or suffering damage from plane crashes and other things as if they were just part of a larger conspiracy. A fire in the last few days destroyed parts of Azure Standards HQ in Oregon, the USA's largest independent food distributor. They make oil, they make vinegar, and they make honey. They also lost part of their fruit packing facility. This is all happening right now. Azure Standard, A-Z-U-R-E, if you want to look it up, Azure Standard in Oregon. They basically make liquid products, honey, oil, and vinegar. Another fire at Taylor Farms Package Salad Plant in California also broke out and burned the facility. And uh, that was the same day a plane crashed into Idaho's Jim State Processing Facility, which processes tens of thousands of acres of potatoes each year. Then the Penobscot-McCrum Potato Processing Facility in Maine was also destroyed by fire back in March. 
Firefighters in Maine battled another fire on April 13th that destroyed East Conway Beef and Pork Butcher Shop and Meat Market in Center Conway, New Hampshire. Firefighters uh, were from Maine. I guess they came down from Maine, it said. Something about that in the article. Firefighters from Maine battled the fire in New Hampshire, I think is what it said. Another fire in March forced a Nestle plant making frozen foods in Arkansas to close. In the same month, fire at the Maricopa Food Pantry in Arizona, just about an hour and a half north of where I am, torched 50,000 pounds of food. An onion processing facility in Texas, Rio Fresh, was also burned. Fires furthermore broke out after an explosion at an industrial food preparation and processing facility in Sherbrooke, Quebec. Going up to Canada now. We go back to February, a boiler explosion at a potato chip plant in Oregon injured a lot of workers, sending many to the hospital, according to reports. Shearer's food plant is considered the main supplier of potatoes and corn chips to the western United States. So these aren't just random facilities that are going up in flames. These aren't random facilities that are burning. Shearer's food plant, which is in uh, Oregon, is the largest supplier of potato chips and corn chips to the West Coast. The largest. Idaho's Jim State Processing Facility processes tens of thousands of acres of potatoes. We know that potatoes, especially for places like McDonald's, pretty much come exclusively from Idaho. It's not just a a stereotype or a myth. Most of them come from, from Idaho. One of the biggest uh, independent food distributors, Azure Standards, also makes honey, oil, and vinegar, and they saw parts of their facility destroyed. So the biggest oil, honey, and vinegar processor, distributor, one of the biggest potato processor distributors, then, of course, compounding that with the Penobscot McCrum Potato Processing Facility in Maine, all destroyed by fire or partly destroyed by fire. But wait, there's more. A large onion facility in Texas burned. A Nestle plant making frozen foods like Hot Pockets burned. Shearer's food plant in Oregon burned. Largest supplier of corn chips and potato chips to the west coast of the United States. Then parts of a Wisconsin River Meats facility were destroyed by fire in February and another fire suspended production at the Louis Dreyfus Company's Claypool Independent, the largest fully integrated soybean processing plant in the country. So these are the largest potato processors, the largest soybean processors, the largest snack food processors. Also, the largest beef processor, JBS. Remember JBS from the cyber attack? Well, Fires burned at a poultry processing plant in Ontario, the Cargill Neutrina plant in Louisiana, a San Antonio food processing facility, the Made Re Steak Company in Pennsylvania, and a September 2021 blaze at the JBS USA Beef in Nebraska. That's the same company that was targeted with a cyber attack in May of that year. And what is JBS? JBS is one of, if not the largest, beef processor, manufacturer, and supplier in the United States. And not only the United States, JBS is one of the world's largest beef suppliers. 
So it's not only the fires. It's not only the, the plane crashes. It's not only the, uh, the explosions. I mean, this is, let's go over that list again. Azure Standards, HQ in Oregon, the largest independent food distributor in the United States. They make liquids, honey, oil, and vinegar. Then you have a, a food a potato processing facility in Maine and one of the largest in Idaho, the Jim State Processing Facility, processing tens of thousands of acres of potato. Both of those either burn, one in Maine was burned and destroyed, and the one in Idaho had a plane crash into it. The same day that a fire broke out at the Taylor Farms Package Salad Plant in California. Then you have Shearer's Food Plant, the largest supplier of potato chips and corn chips in the western United States, rocked by an explosion. And then you had Louis Dreyfus Company's Claypool Independent, the largest fully integrated soybean processing plant in the United States. And then you had, on top of the soy, on top of the potatoes, on top of the vinegar and the oil, then you have, in September 2021, a fire at JBS USA Beef in Nebraska, the same company targeted by a cyber attack just three to four months earlier during the cyber polygon timeline of the World Economic Forum. But then, no, you know, that's not it. Don't, don't, don't think that's the end of it. Other fires include the Paddock Meat Production Company in Georgia, the River Valley Ingredients Plant in Alabama, Kellogg Factory in Tennessee, the Smithfield Foods Plant in Illinois, and Deli Stars Meat Production also in Illinois. This is all over the United States. It's all over Canada. I'm sure that there are many more we don't know about. I mean, the big question is, how often does this normally happen? How often does a fire break out at a major food processing plant in California the same day a plane crashes into another plant in Idaho? Around the same time, another potato processing facility on the other side of the country also goes up in flames and is destroyed. Explosions, fires, plane crashes, cyber attacks, all directly targeting food manufacturing, food processing, and food distribution facilities. There is no person in their right mind who would first not say, is this common for these facilities to explode and to burn and to have planes crash into them? To be fair, to be logical, but there's no person in their right mind who wouldn't ask that and then recognize, regardless of the answer, that this is highly suspicious considering that this is basically phase three. Lockdowns and quarantines were phase one. That includes cyber attacks in the middle, then war and importation, exportation bans or blockades, creating artificial and real scarcity. And then here comes the fires to compound the problem in phase three. Now, you're not going to feel as, a, as big of an effect at the store as people in third world developing countries have already been feeling the last few years but you're going to eventually start to fill it. And we, we, I mean, I'm starting to see it now too. Like the simple things that are always in stock, no matter if the truck came or not, are out of stock. Can't get them in. It's conditioning you to accept the artificial scarcity. It's conditioning you to accept the real scarcity. Uh, this is what tyrants and this is what authoritarians and this is what communists do. They starve you. They use food as a weapon to control you, which is what they're doing in Shanghai. You don't get food. But it's all about a virus, but you don't get food. 
I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. It's out of the pandemic into the fire, making the problem a lot worse. One situation to another. Stay with us. We'll be back. Broadcasting from the edge of thought and consciousness, it's KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. The Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform, from Apple and Spreaker to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Also available is TST Weekends. Search the show name and start listening today for free. If you want to avoid those annoying ads, subscribe to our ad-free archive with our oldest shows, a private RSS feed, our montage archive, and Ryan's digital books. Visit thesecretteachings.info. People ask me all the time what they can do to take control of their lives when facing a daily onslaught of dis- and misinformation. I say take control of your body and mind with water filtration. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on our affiliate sponsor link with Pro One Water Filters at the top of the page to search for a water filter for the home, camping trip, and even the shower. They filter countless contaminants and make a wonderful gift for friends, family, and yourself. That's Pro One Water Filters at thesecretteachings.info. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of Ryan's research in your hands, visit the website and grab a physical and digital copy of Ryan's books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, magic, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. Food philosophy will change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. And remember, shipping is always included. Some restrictions exist for international. Visit thesecretteachings.info. For a lot longer than most podcasts have been around, The Secret Teachings has been at the forefront of unique investigation into both the mundane and the extraordinary. Critical thought and controlled speculation allowed us to determine that the much-anticipated UAP report would be vague, unexplained, and would simply imply the need for defense against national security threats. We determined that sonic weapons were the cause of Havana Syndrome a full year before CNN acknowledged the same. We told you about the mind-controlled magic, sex slavery, and intellectual theft in the music industry long before Britney Spears spoke out about her conservatorship, and we've been removed from radio for refusing to censor our show over international child trafficking networks and sex cults long before Epstein didn't kill himself. This has been done with no budget, only your support, and a will to learn and succeed. And you can continue to be a part of the Secret Teachings journey as we broadcast Monday through Friday after Lighting the Void with Joe Roop, right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. This is The Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings. Howdy, this is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. I'm Ryan Gable, your host, and this is The Secret Teachings Radio. From lockdowns and supply chain issues to rationing, cyber attacks, war, and suspicious fires at the largest processors and distributors of potato chips, corn chips, potatoes, meat, oil, vinegar, honey, soybeans, etc. Not some, but the largest manufacturers and processors of these things. Not to mention inflation are all coming together to meet the ends 
of the World Economic Forum and others that want to see humans consume the fake meat, the insects, and the genetically modified, chemically induced products in the name of protecting the environment, in the name of climate change, and in the name of standing with Ukraine. The IMF director just recently came out and said, we didn't really think through the consequences of printing more money, which makes her either incompetent and unqualified for her job or makes her a narcissistic, arrogant psychopath. Much like Melinda Gates said two years ago, we hadn't really thought through the economic impacts of lockdowns. Nobody asked you, except the New York Times, and why they asked her, I don't know. She's an unelected, unappointed, narcissistic, arrogant psychopath. And all these things from lockdowns to even the things like uh, the, 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 the so-called unprovoked war in Ukraine. Yeah, totally unprovoked because Russia wants NATO missiles pointed at them. They want biolabs in their backyard. Totally unprovoked, killing thousands of Russians in eastern Ukraine by the Ukrainian military over the last seven years after the U.S. and IMF overthrew the Ukrainian government. Because we love democracy so much, we overthrew a democratically elected president because we didn't like him and because they wouldn't play ball at the IMF. And then the Ukrainians went on to slaughter tens of thousands of Russians who asked for help from the Russian government. Not to mention that a lot of Ukrainians actually fled to Russia when the war began because they were actually Russian. The media doesn't tell you any of that. Or that all the stories are fake, the crematoriums, the mass graves. It's no different than the Holocaust. They're telling you and selling you the same exact story. And then to top it all off with a big fat cherry, Zelensky is a proud Jew who's also potentially very homosexual who then tells the most powerful legislatures in the world, I demand money, I demand weapons, I demand ammunition, and I demand planes. Who is this guy? He just gets to talk to world governments like that. It's all part of the same plan, the same agenda, the same organized coup against humanity. Lockdowns and quarantines justifiably terrified people into submission, Encouraging them to stay indoors, not to travel, not to go to work, and not even to go to the store. Cyber attacks on critical infrastructure showed us its vulnerability, and war justified further scarcity in price hikes, renewing lockdown fears with the feel-good support of blue and yellow. As Shanghai suffers from house arrest, torture, and starvation in the name of a zero-tolerance policy for disease, the government's restriction on access to food tells us what it's really about. It's all the same rhetoric. Stay at home to prevent the spread of disease. Support stricter digital controls to prevent cyber attacks and go without food or electricity or pay higher prices to stand with Ukraine. I mean, right now, Italy is doing something called Operation Thermostat. Operation Thermostat means they're going to siphon and ration electricity, starting with public buildings, but most Italians have smart meters, according to the European Union. In order to protect Ukraine, this isn't a before it's news article. This isn't The Onion. This is The Telegraph reporting and many others that Italy is going to ration energy to, quote, support Ukraine. It says for the next month onwards, just a month, just two weeks, Italy will begin rationing electricity to, quote, support Ukraine with public buildings banned from running air conditioning at lower than 25 degrees Celsius or heating higher than 19 degrees. The Telegraph says, yes, really. The plan is being dubbed Operation Thermostat and is being hailed as the example for Italians to follow in their own private homes. I'm sure, depending on the pushback they get, they'll allow it 
in private homes. Because if you don't, then you hate Ukrainians. Italian Prime Minister Mario Draghi promoted the campaign by asking this question. Do we want to have peace or do we want to have the air conditioning on? I mean, if I remember correctly, Barack Obama went to Africa and told them they don't get to have air conditioning because it's going to destroy the planet. When in fact, air conditioning saves lives because it is an adaptation to environmental changes. If we don't have air conditioning, more people are going to die of things like heat waves. Regardless of climate change, did you know that heat actually kills less people than cold? Most people don't know that. The Lancet reported in 2015 a very large study looking at 74 million deaths in hundreds of locations in dozens of countries that there are 17 deaths from cold every year compared to one death from heat. 7% of all deaths in this study out of 74 million people were caused by cold. 0.5% were caused by heat. The study also found that 140,000 people die every year from heat, but more than 2 million die from cold. So if the planet heats up, it'll actually save lives. But they tell us the planet heating up is going to kill a lot of people when they want us to have air conditioner when they want us to have a cool home. I mean, in most developed countries, you get to have the air conditioner, but it's the poor people, the poor black folks in sub-Saharan Africa. They don't get to use their resources. They don't get to use their air conditioners. They don't get to drive cars. They don't get fuel. They don't get food. This is genocide on a global level. This is the United Nations estimating that hundreds of millions of people in 2020 to 2021 and then further into 2022 and onward are going to suffer from poverty and starvation, the likes of which we probably have not seen in a very long time since World War II or even ever. The UN reported that the war in Ukraine alone is probably going to create the greatest food crisis since World War II. The difference is we have more food available today. We have better processes of uh, processing that food, of manufacturing that food, of distributing that food. And uh, we would probably be able to contend with even a war, with even uh, fertilizer export bans from Russia and other things because uh, we have more wealth and more infrastructure and more reserves today. That is, unless those food manufacturing facilities aren't able to manufacture food. I mean, explosions and plane crashes and fires that are ripe for the season of burning for Beltane in April are starting to further limit or halt the production and distribution of products from potatoes to vinegar to meat. This is phase three. Lockdown was phase one. Quarantine and cyber attacks, all part of phase one. Cyber attacks extend into phase two and phase three. Phase two was war, and phase three is quickly a compounding of all the previous, working together in an overlap to create scarcity. Artificial and organic scarcity. Although it's not really organic, but organic in the sense that it's real. Some scarcity is real. A lot of it's artificial. Now we have dozens of food facilities just exploding, going up in flames, burning down, suffering damage from plane crashes. 
a plane struck the Idaho Gym Processing Facility, Idaho Gym State Processing Facility. There are tens of thousands of acres of potatoes processed there every single year, and the exact same day, a, a, a plane hit that facility, a salad plant, Taylor Farms Packaging Salad Plant Facility in California, broke out in flames, and the facility burned. And then another potato processing facility in Maine was also destroyed by fire just a few weeks ago. Two major potato processing facilities. The one in Idaho, you can't stress enough. I mean, Idaho is the potato state. This is McDonald's has, I think, the biggest contracts are to the state of Idaho and to their, 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 their food processors that make potatoes. That's where... McDonald's gets their potatoes from. That's where most fast food places and most restaurants get their potatoes from. Idaho is the potato state. And they get hit with a plane, and then a fire breaks out at a salad plant in California, and then another food processing facility in Maine also gets destroyed by fire. That's the Penobscot McCrum Potato Processing Facility. Now, if these are just small facilities, it would be one thing. It might not even be as coincidental, but the fact that it's one of the largest potato manufacturer processors in the country and the biggest potato processing state in the country, exporter in the country, and then another potato facility goes down on the other side of the country. And then just a few days ago, Azure Standards HQ in Oregon, the USA's largest independent food distributor making oil, honey, and vinegar, they also lost part of their facility by fire, and they lost part of their fruit packing facility. So you have the largest independent food distributor in the U.S. making honey, oil, and vinegar. They burn. One of the largest potato processors in the country gets hit by a plane. A salad packing plant goes up in flames. Another potato facility goes up in flames. An onion facility, Rio Fresh, burned in Texas. An April 13th fire, this was just two weeks ago, Destroyed the East Conway Beef and Pork Butcher Shop and Meat Market in Center Conway. It's in New Hampshire, I believe. Another fire in March forced Nestle to shut down a plant making frozen foods. And 50,000 pounds of food was destroyed at a Maricopa food pantry in Arizona. Just a, just a fire. Broke out. Destroyed all the food. This is also happening in Quebec at Sherbrooke, Quebec. Fires broke out in the, and an explosion at an industrial food preparation and processing facility. A boiler explosion at a potato chip plant in Oregon injured several workers in February. Shearer's food plant is considered the main supplier of potato and corn chips to the western United States. So again, the largest independent food distributor, one of the largest potato processors, and the largest supplier of potato and corn chips to the western United States. Then the Louis Dreyfus Company Claypool Independent, the largest fully integrated soybean processing plant in the United States, saw production suspended because of a fire. Part of the Wisconsin River Meats facility also destroyed by a fire back in February. Fires further burned through a poultry processing plant in Ontario, Canada, the Cargill Neutrina plant in Louisiana, a San Antonio food processing facility, and the Maidry State Company in Pennsylvania. Also, the Paddock Meat Production Company in Georgia, the River Valley Ingredients Plant in Alabama, a Kellogg factory in Tennessee, the Smithfield Food Plant in Illinois, the Smithfield Foods plant in Illinois, and a Deli Star uh, or the Deli Star's meat production in the same state of Illinois. 
Then in September of 2021, a fire broke out at JBS, which is a uh, very large beef manufacturer in Nebraska. JBS USA Beef in Nebraska is the largest supplier of beef in the world. They're considered the largest supplier of beef in the world, certainly the biggest in the United States. If not the biggest in the world, one of the biggest, if not the biggest. And if you remember, JBS, just a few months before that fire, were the victim of a cyber attack. A cyber attack that accompanied other cyber attacks, such as the one that we know as Solar Winds in 2020. In April 2021, Colonial Pipeline, Oil, Gas, and Transportation. Then JBS in May. Then in July, Casilla was targeted. That included grocery stores and schools and other businesses around the world, thousands of them. What is going on here? Lockdowns and quarantines justifiably have terrified people into submission, encouraging them to stay indoors. Don't travel. Don't go to work. Don't even go to the store. The government will bring you things. Cyber attacks and critical infrastructure showed us its vulnerability, and war has now justified more scarcity and price hikes, renewing lockdown fears with all that emotional, feel-good, I-support-Ukraine stuff. As Shanghai suffers from house arrest, torture, and starvation in the name of a zero-tolerance policy for disease, the government's restriction on access to food tells the world what it's all really about. It's all the same rhetoric. Stay at home to prevent the spread of disease, support stricter digital controls to prevent cyber attacks, and go without food or electricity, or pay higher prices, which you can't afford, so that we can stand with Ukraine. Or the same excuses so that we can save the planet from climate change. Don't drive. Don't travel. You could spread disease. You're polluting the planet. And we need stricter digital controls. We need Web3. We need blockchain. We need cryptocurrency and a lot of people have uh, they've deep throated that hook oh sure blockchain and cryptocurrency it'll be decentralized who's been selling us this idea of a decentralized free platform of the internet the same people that have censored and centralized control of the internet now we're supposed to trust them I'm not talking about Elon Musk here, by the way. I'm talking about Web3. I'm talking about the metaverse. These are supposed to be less centralized versions of the internet. Web3 in particular is supposed to be a less centralized version of the internet that big corporations can't control, but big corporations are promoting it. Just like climate packs in Paris are supposed to be about limiting fossil fuel use, yet fossil fuel companies are the biggest supporters of them. Why? Because it's a scam. That's why. It's like when you look at those right-wing groups run by the Koch brothers where they want to they limit the EPA's power or they want to limit the FDA's power. And we're like, yeah, the EPA has too much power. Let's limit it. Why? Well, because the Koch brothers don't want any regulations. Same thing with all these pro-democracy groups. All the pro-democracy groups, we want people to vote, 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 vote. You don't even understand the fundamental process of what voting is. Voting doesn't mean 
everybody votes. It's not a human right. It's a civil right. If you are part of society and you are afforded that civil right, not as a felon, not as a rapist, not as a pedophile, not as an armed robber, not as someone who's committed treason, not as someone who isn't here in the country legally, then you don't have a right to vote. Because it's a civil process. You don't just run across the border and then you start voting for someone who's going to give you free stuff. That undermines everything that the country is about. Which you can see, this is why people are doing that. I mean, the thing in Shanghai is just, it's totally telling of what this is all about. We have a zero-tolerance policy for disease. The people that are supposedly testing positive don't have any symptoms. And we're just going to keep you under house arrest. We're going to torture you and we're going to starve you into submission. It's all the same rhetoric. Stay home to save the planet. Stay home to stop the spread of disease. Support stricter digital controls to prevent cyber attacks and give all your power that you haven't given away to centralized censors who say that they want a decentralized platform in the name of preventing censorship. And those that want the cryptocurrency, well, guess what they're going to get? They're going to get a digital, non-physical currency that can be turned on or off depending on how you act. If you don't act right, maybe you won't get that government supply of food. And there are some people in China and Shanghai that are trying to, to get the message out and saying, look, we, our, our apps to buy food and our bank accounts have been shut off. We can't even go buy. This has nothing to do with preventing disease. It's about control. And funny thing is, what they're doing in Shanghai is precisely what the Canadian government did. They turned off people's bank accounts. So they couldn't get fuel. So they couldn't get food. That's what it's all about. And that pathetic weasel, Trudeau, who said he wants to rule like a dictator, just like Xi Jinping. He admires China. When are we going to figure it out, ladies and gentlemen? When are we going to figure it out, folks, that these people are arrogant, narcissistic psychopaths? That controlling food controls the people, control the oil, control a nation, control the food, control the people. You want to get caught up to speed? You want to get up to date on what's really going on? Go read a book called Mao's Famine or The Tragedy of Liberation. It'll tell you all about disease being used to induce states of psychological terror to force people to comply and acquiesce with the state. It'll tell you all about starvation, all about famine, and all about the manufacturing of it in the name of building a better socialist communist state. You know, I've had, like most Americans do, I've had tolerance for other points of view for a long time. But now, I, I, I can't, I, I, if, you, if you are a communist outright and proud of it, you are a retarded human being. If you are a Marxist outright, you are a retarded human being and so ignorant of history, it's surprising you can wipe your bottom. It's surprising that you can drive a car or hold a job. And I'm seriously going to do this right here in studio. If you are a communist or a Marxist, I literally spit on you. 
you are pathetic scum who leads the world into what you think is a utopian, beautiful world where there's no disease, there's no suffering, it's all equal. And you just don't understand that it means everybody is equally poor. Everybody equally starves to death. Everybody equally has nothing. And guess what happens when nobody has anything? They don't love it. They die. They kill themselves. Read those books I just mentioned. The Tragedy of Liberation, Mao's Famine. You know what those books tell you? Based on Communist Party archives in China, Mao, and I, I don't know if I could even find it right now. I should pull these books out. Let me, let me grab the books. All right, I got them right here. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Probably not, but this is The Tragedy of Liberation and Mao's Great Famine. That's the full name of the book. And there's a section in here where it talks about how, especially during the winters, the people who weren't allowed to have any more food because they had to give all the food to the government and the people that were living in huts with dirt floors, they were not allowed to have any kind of, uh, any kind of uh, thing that was considered capitalist or anything that was considered uh, you know, uh, uh, to make them unequal to their neighbors. But at the same time, Mao Zedong had indoor heating at his big mansion. And Mao cut off the meat supply to the average person. But guess what Mao got to eat? Mao got to eat meat, just like V for Vendetta, the real butter. I don't think it was uh, it was air conditioner, like the word I'm looking for here, but I know it was basically, it was an air conditioner. It's in one of these books here. People starved on dirt floors. They ate their roofs. They ate dirt. They killed themselves they were killed by their neighbors for having a pot or having a spoon because all that belonged to the collective. They starved them to death. The Soviets did, the Ukrainians, the Holodomor. The Chinese communists did this to all of China. They killed 80 million people. And while people starved to death, and died of exposure to the cold, Mao Zedong got to sit in his big mansion with a heater and meat. But not only did you not get heat in the winter, you didn't get meat. You didn't even get grain. You got no food. And guess what happens when the, when the cadres come to check on you to make sure you don't have extra stores of grain? They want to rape your wife? They're going to rape your wife. You resist? They blow your head off. That's equality in communism. That's equality in collectivism. Read what Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum say. They say collectivism, and they say for the common good. These are communist Marxist slogans. You know, Karl Marx was one of the most disgusting, satanic, literally, the guy was a Satanist, one of the most satanic, racist, bigoted, sexist human beings to ever walk this planet. The stuff that guy wrote was more perverse and more disgusting than Adolf Hitler. But we're not allowed to look at Mein Kampf and instead we promote the reading of the Communist Manifesto and Marx, Marx's writings. A, satan, a literal Satanist, sexist, racist, 
bigot who, by the way, did not like Jews. But Karl Marx is the poster child for social justice and equality. Look up some of his quotes. They're worse than Margaret Sanger. They're worse than the eugenicist that founded the Birth Control Society. They're worse than Adolf Hitler. The stuff that Marx wrote makes Hitler look like a Boy Scout. But we get to promote Marx and teach Marx through cloud and pivot in universities. We get to teach people that bread lines are good, like Bernie Sanders said. Bread lines are, are good because that means people want food. This It's a good thing. It's a good thing when there's bread lines. I, I went to the Soviet Union to, to honeymoon with my wife. F Bernie Sanders. All these communist scum. And then people are like, oh, it's just it's, it's modern-day McCarthyism. Are you ever just scared of communism? No, they're literally talking about collectivization, the common good. And what are their actions telling you? They're starving people to death in the name of disease. Beijing did the same thing in the 50s. They told people that the United States and other countries launched biochemical warfare against the Chinese people. That they drop they dropped larvae, insects, and all other kinds of bugs with the diseases. And to be a good citizen, you had to go collect the bugs and kill them to stop the spread of disease. You would wear a mask, you would social distance, and you would spray chemicals over everything. Literally, that's also in this book. In fact, I took a section of this book and put it into my book, The Technological Elixir. Here, let me, let me read you a quote from this. Beijing put the country on red alert in April 1952, uh, charging that the Americans had secretly been waging germ warfare since the end of January. The enemy had allegedly dropped infected flies, mosquitoes, spiders, ants, bed bugs, lice, fleas, dragonflies, and centipedes over parts of North Korea and Manchuria, spreading every variety of contagious disease. Here's another quote. The campaign of cleaning had another visible effect. Many residents, from traffic police and food handlers to street sweepers, started wearing cotton masks, which always surprised foreign visitors. From north to south, people were also required to kill five pests, namely flies, mosquitoes, fleas, bed bugs, and rats. Nine months later, the Ministry of Health and Self-Criticism addressed to Mao Zedong accepted that much of the campaign in 1952 had been based on coercion and had powerful, wasteful, and had been powerful, wasteful, quote, to the point where it prevented the masses from engaging in production and gave rise to their discontent. And it contributed to the starvation and the murder of millions of people. So again, I spit on the Marxist, communist, jackbooted Gestapo thugs, the narcissistic, arrogant psychopaths that get to tell us how to live our lives. You don't get to tell us how to live our lives, not just because we're Americans, but because we're human beings and we're people. It's about time that the mass majority of people open their mouths and stop being afraid of being called a racist or a white supremacist when the people promoting these agendas are the most bigoted, satanic, racist, sexist, evil pieces of trash that ever walked this earth. Even if they're kind-hearted and good-willed, they are still supporting an ideology rooted in that filth. It's all the same rhetoric. Stay home to prevent the spread of disease. Stay home to save the planet. Support stricter digital controls to prevent cyber attacks. Give us the digital currency power. And go without food or electricity. Or pay high prices if you can afford it. All to stand with Ukraine. There is absolutely no doubt that the plan is to burn the world down and build it back. Throwing us from the frying pan into the fire. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Please subscribe to our archive. If you enjoy this show, you get access to the show, the montages, the digital books, and access to the show before it airs when it is pre-recorded. You get a physical copy of one of my books when you subscribe for one year. 
For more information, visit our website, thesecretteachings.info, or email me at rdgable at yahoo.com. Really hope you enjoyed the show tonight. Email us at rdgable at yahoo.com. If you have comments on the show tonight, find my books, including The Technological Elixir, on the website at thesecretteachings.info. Our affiliate Pro One Water Filters, behind the scenes on Patreon, and our t-shirts also on the website. www.thesecretteachings.info, rdgable at yahoo.com, facebook.com forward slash thesecretteachings. The music tonight, White Bat Audio. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy. And we'll talk to you on the next broadcast. Out of the pandemic, into the fire. You could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence, but... I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Brian Gable, five nights a week on The Fringe FM. And join us to explore the outer limits of history, symbolism, parapolitics, and more. We'll explore a little of everything, but don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm a last of a dying breed, a generalist. That's thesecretteachings.info and The Fringe FM.